Daf Ayin Vav Amid Aleph, the top line. So the Mishnah said, So that means is, uh, there were two explanations a couple dafim ago, as Machlegis Rav Yechon Rish Lakish had to understand this Gemara, we're going to go with Rav Yechon's approach. And the case is as follows. You stole an ox or a sheep, the owner was Miyayish, then you're Makdishit, so the Hegdish works, because he's Miyayish with Shina Rishus, it's a good Hegdish. And then you're Tovach, you don't have to pay for the Tvicha, why? Because by the time you're Tovachit, it's not the owner's anymore, it's God's. Here's the problem though. Why aren't you chayiv dalit vehei for making it hegdish? If, if, if you think about it, when you're magdish something, you're sort of selling it, you're transferring ownership, right? You steal something and you sell it, that's considered a problem because I sold it from John to Steve. So instead of from John to Steve, I stole it from John, I sold it to Hashem. Meaning you should be chayiv mitzad hegdish is a machira, if you think about it. That's the Gemara's kasha. What's the difference between transferring ownership from a person to a person, transferring ownership from a person to God? It's the same thing. You changed ownership. So, you should mechayiv mechira, the hegdish itself should be a mechira. So the Gemara says, Omri, bishleim atvichle mechayiv. I understand the mission is focusing on the fact that you don't pay dalat vehei for the slaughtering. Because by the time you're being, by your slaughtering it, it's, it's God's. I get that. But v'loi demari katavach. Why aren't you why aren't you chayiv for the mechira of Hegdish? When you're Magdish, that itself is a mechira. Mali Mali What's the difference between being Meicher to a person and being Meicher to God? It's the same thing. It's transferring ownership through through uh, it's transferring ownership. So that should be Mechaiv as well. So the Gemara is going to attempt a couple answers and we're not going to like it. Hamani Rav Shimonhi. The Gemara says the first attempt is, you're right, it should be. But it follows Rav Shimon. Domar kodshim shechayv b'achriyusan b'shusi demari kaimi. Rav Shimon Shita is, as we re-referenced it yesterday, is that there's two different types of karbanas. Right? There's nedarim and nedavos. Right? If you say harezu, that means that that animal is holy, but if that animal were to die, you don't have to replace it. But then there's types of karbanas called harei which is that it's a personal responsibility. And if that animal is destroyed, you have to replace it. Rav Shimon Shita is that when the animal, when you say harei even after it's hegdish, it's still yours. Because if it gets destroyed, you have to replace it. So it's your responsibility. So you ask the question, which is, when you're magdish, it should be a mechira because it's no longer the original owners. It belongs to God. The answer is, if you say harei then meaning if the case is, but you said harei so it's still kind of uh, not God's fully. Okay. So Okay, so it's not a full mechira because it's still attached to the, uh, to the original owner. Here's the problem, or to the ganaf in this case, whatever it is. But it's still, it's not a full mechira. So you're telling me the Mishnah works is going according to Rav Shimon. Here's the problem. The end of the Mishnah says Rav Shimon Oimer. The Gemara says, Hamid the Sefer of Shimon, Rachel Av Shimon. The problem is the end of the Mishnah quotes Rav Shimon, which implies the beginning is not Rav Shimon. So throw that out. So the Gemara says, okay, Hachamay Eskinen Kachikalim. Aliba de Rav Yosei de Brishuse Kaima. Rav Yosei is that Kachikalim, right? There are different types of Kamanas. It's Kachikachim and Kachikalim. Kachikalim, like a Shlamim, Rav Yosei Shita is, still belongs to you. It's Negea Kedushin. That Rav Yosei says that you can Mekadesh Anisha with Kachikalim. So, according to Rav Yosei, the reason why it's not a full Mechira is because Kachikalim, we're talking about Kachikalim, meaning, 
If it was Kachi Kachim, you'd be right. If you're Magdish Kachi Kachim, that's a full Mechira, because it's no longer the originals, it's now God's. The answer is, our Mishnah is talking about Kachi Kalim, and Kachi Kalim is still bound to the original owner, it's no, it's not, or in this case, the Ganav, it's not, it's not fully God's. Here's the problem. So you're telling me that our Mishnah was only talking about Kachi Kalim, but if it was talking about Kachi Kachim, the Halach would be different. So why doesn't it say that? So the Gemara says, what would the halacha be if it was kachi kachim? You'd say mishalim tashlumi abravachamisha. The halacha would be different, and you would take a pay dalit behave for being magdish something as kachi kachim because it's no longer the original owners. Now it's fully God's, and you were meicharit so to speak to God. And there's a difference in kachi kachim and kachi kalim. So wait a minute. Adatan iresha. Then when the beginning of the Mishnah says. The Mishnah in the beginning makes a distinction between when you, whether it was Hegdish, Gonav Hegdish, or Gonav Tavach Hegdish. There's a whole discussion over there. Why doesn't the Mishnah speak it outright? There's a difference between Kachikalim and Kachikachim. The Gemara says, You should make this distinction clear. And that is, You should say, This is only true for Kachikalim. Kachi Kachim, the halach is different. So why isn't it stated in the Mishnah that Kachi Kachim is different? If you talk telling me that there's a difference, it should be in the Mishnah. So now the Gemara says, I'll say it outside, we say it inside. What was the kasha? The kasha is, I steal an animal, and then I'm Magdashit. The Hegdash itself is a Mechira. Why? Because it was originally John's, and by my Hegdash it belongs to God. The answer is, we don't look at Hegdash as a Mechira to Hashem. Why? Just think about it. When you have an animal, and you're Magdashit, and you bring it as a carbon, it's still your carbon. It still atones for you. It, it, Hegdish is not considered a real mechira because a mechira means it was yours and now it's mine. When you're Magdish an animal, yes, I understand that it's in the domain of Hegdish. I get that. But it's still your carbon. It's still your animal. It's still your atonement. And therefore, we don't look at Hegdish as a mechira that you be of dalad behei because it's still, it's still yours. It's still. Messiahis to you. The Gemara says, Really, there's no difference. And your original question, which was, that every hegdish is a mechira, I disagree. When you sell it to an ordinary person, it was originally Reuven's, and now it's Shimon. Mamisha change. But But when you're Magdish an animal, it's still Reuven's. Right? When I'm Magdish something, it's still my carbon. It still atones me. It's, yes, it, it's, it's holier, I understand. And yes, it's in the domain of Hegdish, whatever that means. But it's still mine regarding certain things. So therefore, you're not chayiv for Dalad Vehe. Okay. Now let me explain the next little bit of the Gemara. The Gemara quotes Rav Shimon. Now Rav Shimon said there's a distinction between a carbon Harezu and Harealai. Now, the Gemara at first misunderstands what Rav Shimon meant. At first, the Gemara understands that Rav Shimon is discuss- discussing the following thing. We just got finished saying that if you're Ganav, you steal an animal, and then you're Magdashit, you're not Chayv Dalar And then you're Tovach, you're not Chayv We just got finished saying that. We now think that Rav Shimon disagrees with that notion. And Rav Shimon says, no, if you're Ganav and Magdashit, you are Chayv Dalar Because he disagrees. He feels that it is a Mechira. Okay, but... He says that's only true if you said hare alai. But if you said hare zu, you're not chayv dalad The problem is, that does not make any sense. If you're telling me that Rav Shimon is discussing this case, which is I steal it and then I'm magdashit, and Rav Shimon feels that by being magdashit, I'm being moicharit Hashem, 
then why would I say that's only true if you say Harei Alai? First of all, it should be true across the board, but if actually it, it should be the opposite. When you say Harei Zu, that you're saying the animal is, um, it's not mine anymore. That's like a real Mechira. But if you say Harei Alai, that means it's still your responsibility. It's actually more connected to you. So if Rav Shimon is commenting on the previous halacha, his distinction is very hard to understand. So the Gemara says, Amri, I understand that Rav Shimon's premise is that he feels that when you're magdish something, it's a sale. But then, It should be the opposite. It should be that when you said Harezu, that's a mechira. Because then, if the animal were to die, it's not your responsibility anymore. But when you say Harei and it's still on you, that's still yours. So I don't understand what Rav Shimon's talking about. So the Gemara says, you know what the answer is? Rav Shimon was not talking about what you were thinking. Rav Shimon is not talking about the case where a Ganef steals and is Magdashit. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about the following case. You are Magdashit animal. I steal it after it's already holy. And then I slaughter it. That's what he's referring to. And then the Tanakama would say, what's the halach in that case? I'm not chayv dalad Why? Because when I stole it, it's not Adam's anymore, it's God's. Rav Shimon says, no, if you say Harei that means that while, yes, it's a carbon, but if that carbon were to die, Adam would have to replace it, which means I'm causing him a hezek. That's his. So Rav Shimon is not talking about a case where the Ganef is Magdashit. Rav Shimon is talking about a case where it was already holy. You stole it after it was already set aside as a carbon. The Tanakhama feels you're not chayv dalad at all because it's not the persons anymore, it's God's. To that, Rav Shimon says, I disagree if you said Harei Alai. Because if you said Harei Zu, you're right. When Adam says Harei Zu Oila, it's not his responsibility anymore. And if it dies, it's God's problem. But if you say Harei Alai, that means that if something were to happen to that animal, you have to replace it. So that's your animal. And therefore, if you're Tavachumachi that's what Rav Shimon was talking about. Not with them, Ganavis Magdashit, but it, it was already holy by the owner, and then he stole it. So the Gemara speaks it out. Omri, Rav Shimon Amil Sachrita Kai. Rav Shimon is talking about a different case. Hachikatani. This is what Rav Shimon is actually talking about. We said in the Mishnah, this is a previous Mishnah, about two weeks ago, the Mishnah said that if you steal a carbon and then shecht it your potter, my taima, why? The gunav bebeisa ish, the lim bebeis hegdish, because you're not stealing it from the guy's house anymore, you're stealing it from God. Rav Shimon says to that, not so fast. Kachim shechayev bachriyus and chayev, my timer of Shimon says, if you said Hare Alai, then you are Chayev. Why? Karina Bevigun Ish. It is still considered his why. So that that's what Rav Shimon was addressing. Okay. Now, let's talk about the next sugya, which is going to get us till basically the end of the next daf. Not just this daf, the next daf. And that is Rav Shimon Shita is that you're only Chayev for Tabachumachar. If you, slaughter an, if you slaughter an animal that is now edible, meaning it has to be a good shechita. Right? If, you, if you were to steal a trefa and shecht it, Rav Shimon would say you're potter. Because even after you slaughter, you can't eat it. Here's the problem. We've been talking about, Rav Shimon says, stealing a carbon, you're chayiv, hare alai. I don't said, aren't we talking about a case where you steal the carbon and then you shecht in your backyard? So the shechita doesn't work. Meaning, when you shecht a carbon, it's not, what's the case? Rabbi Shimon says, if I steal a carbon that's hare alai, and I slaughter it, I'm chayv dalad vehe. What's the case? It's not like I slaughtered it in the base of Mikdash. Pashas, I slaughtered in my backyard. 
If I slaughter my backyard, I can't eat it because it's a carbon that was slaughtered outside of the Yisamikdash. So if it's inedible, it's not a good tzvicha anyway. So what exactly is the case? So the Gemara says, Michti, Shamini le Rav Shem, we know Rav Shem Shita is, Dama Shechita Shein Arui Loishma Shechita. That if the Shechita does not make the animal permissible to eat, it's not a good Shechita. So Kachem Nami Shechita Shein Arui. If you slaughter the animal outside of the Beis Hamikdash, which is seemingly the case, it's not like we're assuming that the, the, the Ganav stole it and then brought it to the Beis Hamikdash. Pash just not. You slaughtered it outside of the Beis Hamikdash. If you slaughtered it outside of the Beis Hamikdash, it's not a good Tvich anyway. True, I'm saying, so that, that, that's even more so. So there's two, basically, two explanations as to how to understand the sugya, Rav Yechanan and Rish Lakish. Okay, they're both trying to make it that the tvicha makes the animal mutter. So Rav Yechanan says, Rav Yechanan says, the Ganaf stole it, but then he brought it to the Vesemekdash and slaughtered it, kosher, having the original owners in mind. Meaning... He did everything right. Now, it's a strange thing that a Ghanif would go to such extent, but that's the case. And here's the problem. So, okay, so I set aside a carbon, Harei whatever. You steal the animal from me. You bring it to the Beis HaMikdash. You tell the Kayan, have me in mind. You shecht it, kedasu kedin. You chayv dal rehe. What you chayv dal for? You do me a favor. Right? Like, I should, I should thank you. You brought my animal, brought it to the Beis HaMikdash for me, brought it, shechted it, had me in mind. Well, well, what's the what's the what's the geneva? If anything, I should thank you for that. The Gemara says, "Hari Chazur Karen Labaylim." What do you mean? Then how is it stolen? He did he, he he did you a favor. So the answer is, "Am Rav Yisrochabar Avin Shenishbech Adam." The case is that the blood spilled. A carbon is only really mutter after the blood is sprinkled on the mizbech. So the case is the Ganav steals it from my house, brings it to the Beis Hamikdash, slaughters it. And then the Kayan drops the blood. So I am not happy. You cannot say that he did me a favor because my carbon was not officially atonement for me. So now I have to replace it. That's the case. Now, by the way, one quick point that Gemara is going to point out. We're, we're trying to say this case because of Shimon Shita is that you're only chayef for tvicha mechira if it's a tvicha mechira that is materes, that, that permits it. By a carbon, so he said you shechted it for the right reason. Here's the problem. It's not really matter until you sprinkle the blood. So even, so you said, oh, the blood spilled. Even if the blood didn't spill, the shecht, the shechit itself is not matter because, right, the classic case of an animal, when you shecht an animal, it's now edible. Good. By a carbon, you need the shechita and then you need the zrika. So how could you say that the shechita, even if it's done, kedasu, kedin, in the Beis Hamintosh, how could you say that it's legit if I still need zrika, it's still missing something. So the Gemara is going to end up saying, Rav Shimon Shita is, anything that is ready and able to be Nizrak, it's ki'ilu it was done. So therefore, if you shecht it properly in the Beis HaMikdash, that is considered a good shechita. And then if the blood were to spill, you would have to replace it four or five times. Um, okay, that's the first approach. Slightly different answer. Amar um, Yitzchak Baravin, I'm sorry, that was Rav Dimi's interpretation of Rav Yechanan, where the case is that you shechted it properly and then the blood spilled. Ravin has a, a simpler answer, and that is, the case is, it was shechted, go to the next page, it was shechted inside the Beis Hamikdash, but not for the Bailam. So it's still a good shechita, because if you shecht an animal not for the right, not for the owners, it's still a kosher carbon, it's still nizrak on the Mizbech, but you have to replace it. Okay. 
that's the first approach. Again, we had a problem with which is, which is according to Rav Shimon, according to Rav Shimon, you're only chayev for a, for a shechita if it's a shechita materes. Over here, if you shechted outside of the Beis Hamikdash, it's not mater. So the first answer is you shechted inside the Beis Hamikdash. And I, the zrika wasn't done yet. Anything that's ready to have zrika, it's kilo, the zrika is done. That's the first approach. That's Rav Yechanan. Rishlakish has a different answer. Rishlakish says, You know, Rishlakish says, the case is you stole an animal, but it had a mum. And you shechted it outside of the Besamekdash. You're allowed to shechted bal mum outside of the Besamekdash. Where are you supposed to shecht it? That's the case. Now, by the way, you're still missing one more thing. If you have a carbon that has a mum, you're allowed to shecht it outside of the Besamekdash, but then you have to be poide it. You have to redeem the holiness. You have to transfer the holiness. So the case is where you shechted a bal mum outside of the Besamekdash, so it's a good shechita. You haven't been paideid yet, but as we're going to see in a moment, Rav Shimon holds anything that is ready and willing and able to be, to be redeemed, it's kilu who's already redeemed. So it's a good shechita. So they both, they both basically have the same problem, which is, Rav Shimon shechita is, you only chayiv for dalad v'hei if it's a good shechita. If you shech the carbon outside of Beis Hamikdash, it's not a good shechita. So the first answer is you shech it inside the Beis Hamikdash. And although the zrika wasn't done yet, but it's ki'ilu, the zrika was done, so it's a good shechita. Or you shechted a balmum outside of Beis Mikdash, and even though you didn't, you didn't redeem it yet, it's kolo'oi miliftais kipodigami. So the Gemara speaks this out. Rav Lazar questioned both these shechitas. He said, according to Rav Yechanan, you shechted inside the Beis Mikdash. Halay zrika mataris. It's still not a good shechita until you have the zrika. And the Rishlokish, Shechita Mataris, and according to Rishlokish, that you shechted a Balmum outside of Beis HaMikdash, and he said it's a good Shechita, but wait a minute, Haloi Padiyah Mataris, you still need redemption. You still need to transfer the holiness onto cash. So how could you say it's a good Shechita? You're still missing those steps. So the answer is, Ishtamitse Hadar of Shimon, Rav Lazar forgot that Rav Shimon Shechita is, Kala Oymid Lizrak Kizarak Dami, anything that's Oymid Lizrak is Kizarak Dami, and Kala Oymid Lifta is Kipadik Dami. Anything that is Oymid, anything that is ready to be redeemed, it's Ki'ilu who's already redeemed. Let's see it inside. Again, you shechted it, so it's a good Shechita, but it's not a good Shechita until you do the Zrika. The answer is, it's Ki'ilu the Zrika was already done. It's still considered a good Shechita regarding this halacha. It doesn't mean that the Zrika is already done for good, but it means that it's the Zrika, because Zrika is possible, the Shechita is considered a good Shechita. How do I know that anything that's ready to be Zoyrik, it's Ki'ilu, it was Nizrak? So this, Okay, Rav Shimon Shita is as follows. Rav Shimon Shita is that for food to be able to contract Tumah, it has to be kosher, to eat. If it's not kosher to eat, so if you have an apple that's Arla, it won't contract Tumah according to Rav Shimon. Fine. So says Rav Shimon, know, know that in advance. If it, if it was kosher at some point, then became not kosher, it's already can contract tumma. But if it was always not kosher, no good. So says Rav Shimon, there's a concept called noiser. Noiser means a carbon that w- went past its expiration date. So says Rav Shimon, yesh noiser There are some noiser that's able to contract and pass along tumma. What's that case? The case is where it was, it was kosher and then it passed the expiration date. So it had a time where it was kosher, then it's fine. But there are some types of noiser that were always aser that do not contract tumma. What's the case? Let's say the animal passed the expiration dates, the meat. You had, let's say, 24 hours to eat the meat. 24 hours passed before you did the zrika. So the halacha is, it does not contract tumma. Why? Because it only contracts tumma if it was kosher at some point. 
Over here, the blood was never sprinkled on the Mizbeach, so the, the meat was never kosher. So you shecht an animal, did not sprinkle the blood. 24 hours you sit in there, sitting there 24 hours past. It's now nicer. The halacha is, it doesn't contract tumma because it never had a moment where it was kosher. But, lacher zrika, but let's say you did the zrika, and then just stam, you left the expiration date. So for 24 hours, it was edible and kosher. That's metamatuma seichlin. Okay, but one step further. V'kai malon, my lefnei zrika, koidim shenira lezrika. My lacher zrika, lacher shenira lezrika. Shimon then says it further like this. You know when it's considered kosher? Even before the zrika, as long as you could do zrika. So if you shech the carbon at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and you could do zrika, the animal, that meat itself will contaminate and contract to him. Why? I, it was never practically kosher because you never did the zrika, but you could have. The only time where noiser does not contract tumma is where you shechted in a way that you couldn't do the zrika. How so? You shechted it a second before it says. So you shechted and you didn't even have enough time to do the zrika. But if you had time, it's considered as if it was already done. And it's considered that it had a time where it was kosher. Even though you never did the zrika because as long as you could have, that's all that matters. The Gemara speaks it out. What's the case? It's just a matter of whether you have time. If you slaughter right before Shkia, so you don't have time to do the Zerika, then it's not considered, it never had a time where it was kosher, and it does not contract Tumah. But if it had a moment where it was possible to do the Zerika, even though you didn't, so you see that anything that's ready to do the zrika, it's kiel zrika is already done. So to an hour Mishnah, Rav Shimon says, if you slaughter, if you steal a, a carbon and shecht it inside the Beis Hamikdash, that's considered a good shechita. That would require you four or five. I you didn't do the zrika yet, but kol oimid Rav Shimon doesn't care whether you did the zrika; he just cares whether you could have done the zrika. Then Rishlakish's teretz, which was. Rishlakish is teretz, which is that you shechted a balmum outside of the Beis Hamikdash. Ah, you have to be poy to it. So how could you say the shechit is good? You still have to redeem it. The answer is You could redeem it. So the Gemara says How do I know this? Rav Shimon Oimer, go to the next page. Rav Shimon Shita again is that for an animal to be able to for food to be able to transmit tumah. This is Ayin Zayin, a little little Amit. Hashem Rachmanus. For, for, for an animal to tra- transmit tumma, it has to have been kosher. The, the discussion over there, this is a discussion in uh, the Menachas, I think, that um, whether a para'aduma can contract tumma, the carcass of a para'aduma, besides for the tumma that's associated with para'aduma, the special tumas oichlan. So think about it, para'aduma is never kosher, because it's asr so Allah is like this. Para Why? Because there was a moment that it could have become kosher. How so? Go to the next page. Because Allah is like this. After you shech the paraduma, before you burn it, you had a moment where you could have redeemed it if you wanted to. If you were to have found a better one, you could have redeemed it. So because there was a moment that you could have redeemed it, it's considered that it was kosher, and it transmits tumah. 
What do you mean but you didn't redeem it? The answer is you could have. That's what you see. You don't actually have to have done it. It's that you could have done it. So the Gemara says, Alma, So as long as it's possible, that's all that matters. Now, Rav Yechon and Rish Lakish both had, both had, to, were dealing with a problem, which is, Rav Shimon said, Rav Shimon said that if you shech the carbon, you're chayiv dalad behei. The problem is, Rav Shimon Shita is the only chayiv dalad behei for a shechita that's considered a materis, like a good shechita. So, Rav Yechelen said the case is you shechted the carbon in the Beis HaMikdush. So it is a good shechita. Rav Shlokish says, no, you shechted it outside of the Beis HaMikdush, but it was a Balmum. So it's a good shechita. Why did they disagree with each other? Why did Rav Yechelen not like Rav Shlokish? Why did Rav Shlokish not like Rav Yechelen? So the Gemara says, Bishlemer Rav Yechelen layamak Rav Shlokish. Rav Yechelen didn't say like Rav Shlokish. Why? What was Rish Lakish's interpretation? The cases where you shechted a balmum outside of the Beis HaMikdash. So I get why Rav Yechon didn't like Rish Lakish. Why? Because he doesn't want to interpret the Mishnah as Dafka talking about a balmum. That's a very, very specific interpretation. He doesn't want to say that the Mishnah only makes sense if it's a balmum. So I get why Rav Yechon didn't like Rish Lakish. But here's the question. Why did Rish Lakish not like Rav Yechon? Why did Rish Lakish not like Rav Yechanan? Why not say very simply, you shechted an animal in the base of Mikdash? Well, what's the problem with that? Why do you have to say a balmum? Why? Here's the answer. You know Rav Yechanan, there's like a big chiddush that comes out of Rav Yechanan. What's Rav Yechanan's case? I steal a karvan, harelai, you, you set aside a karvan, you said harelai, I steal it from you, I go to the Beis HaMikdash, I shecht it, I'm chayv dalad v'hei. Okay, makes sense. What if you were to try to sell it? You can't sell it. It's hegdish. It's not yours. So you have a situation where you're chayv for slaughtering, but not for selling. I mean, you can't sell it. It's not possible to sell. It's not yours. It's hegdish. But I'm chayv for slaughtering. Rav Yechanan created a chiddish, that you could have one without the other. That you could have a situation where you're chayv for the slaughter, but you would not be chayv for the sale. Rish Lakish does not like that. Rishlakish feels that utvachay umachray means that every scenario that you could be chayev for the tviha has to be sellable as well. And every situation where you chayev for the sale has to be tviha as well. Rav Yechonan has no problem saying that only one situation is an option. Rishlakish doesn't like that. That's why Rishlakish didn't like that case. Rishlakish says the case is where it's a balmum. And you shechted outside the base of Migdash. A balmum you could sell. It's not a carbon anymore. But that's why Rish Lakish didn't like Rav Yechanan. The Gemara speaks to the Amalach, Utvachoy Oy Machroy. Rish Lakish says to Rav Yechanan, it says you slaughter or sold it. As long as you could sell it, it has to be able to shecht it. It's all or nothing. In your case, where you're shechting an unblemished carbon in the base of Mikdash, you can't sell it. Therefore, you're not high for the Mechira. Less than tvicha. I don't believe you're for tvicha as well. So Rishlakish Hashita is that if you're not high for the Mechir, you're not high for the tvicha. Rav Yechen disagrees. He says, no, you can be high for one for that, not the other. <coughs> the truth is, it's Lishitasai. It's Taka Lishitasai. How so? Itmar. Again, Rishim and Shita is that if you shecht an animal that's not edible, it's not high for Dalad Vehe. So if I steal a trefa and I shecht it, I'm not high for Dalad Vehe. Right? Because it's not going to be mat to the meat. What if I steal a treif and I sell it? I didn't it. I sold it. It's mamish this machlekes. Rav Yochanan will say, you're chayiv. 
I, if you shechted it, it's nothing. So what? You sold it. Rish Lakish feels no. All in the same boat. If you're not high for the tzvicha, you're not high for the mechira, and vice versa. The Gemara says, If a thief sells a trefa, not slaughters it, because if you slaughtered according to Rav Shimon, you're not chayv. But he sold the trefa. Rav Yechon Amr Chayiv. Rav Yechon says you're chayv, because Lishitasa, you can be chayv for one without the other. Rishlokish Amar Potter. Rishlokish Lishitasa says Potter. The Gemara speaks it out. Rav Yechon Amr Chayiv. Rav Yechon says you're chayv. Avagabdullah Even though had you slaughtered it, you would not be chayv. Isa b'mechira, you're chayv for the mechira. Rishlokish Amar Potter. Rishlokish disagrees. He says you're Potter. Why? Kivan de lesa b'tvicha, lesa b'mechira. Rishlokish says no. It's all or nothing. And because you're not chayv for the tvicha, you're not chayv for the mechira as well. Okay. So you have a, a machloikis between Rav and Rish Lakish. What is the halacha, according to Rav Shimon, if you steal a trefa and sell it? Are you chayv? If you steal a trefa and shecht it, you're definitely not chayv. But you stole the trefa and you sold it. Rav Yechon says chayv, Rish Lakish, Amar, Potter. So the Gemara speaks it out. Eisver Rav Yechon Rish Lakish. Rav Yechon has the kasha to Rish Lakish. Ganav Klayim, you stole a hybrid. Klayim, Klayim is, this is a crossbreed between a goat and a ewe. So this is a goat and a seh, an ace and a seh. So you stole a, a cross, a klayim, v'tvach, and you slaughtered it. Or, trefa umachra, or you sold a trefa. Now, who authored this? If this is authored by Rav Shimon, that's a riot to Rav Yochanan, because Rish Lakish feels that if you steal a trefa and sell it, you're not chayv. I don't know who authored this. We'll find out. Trefu machra, if you sell a trefa. Mishalem tashlumi abravachamisha. You're chayiv for dalad vehei. Now, who is the author of this statement? If this is Rav Shimon, that means that if you steal a trefa and slaughter, you're not chayiv. But if you steal a trefa and sell it, you are chayiv. It's a riot to Rav Yechanan. My love, Rav Shimon, he. Alma afagavdi. Lesa betvicha isa bemechira. Is this not Rav Shimon? And it's a riot to Rav Yechanan. The Gemara says, no, Amalei lo, Rabbanan. No, this is really the Rabbanan. Now, according to the Rabbanon, you have a little bit of a problem. Why is it that you said that you sold a trefa? According to the Rabbanon, even if you slaughtered a trefa, right? Rabbanon don't care. Rabbanon feel that the slaughter does not have to be a mataras. So, according to the Rabbanon, you're for everything. So, what's the case? It says you sold a trefa, you're You tell me that's the Rabbanon. So, why do you have to say sold it, even if you slaughtered a trefa? So, the Gemara says, I so why did it say that you sold the trefa? It could even be slaughtered a trefa. So the Gemara says, answers, The Gemara says this entire rice is anyway a problem because it says if you stole Klaim and slaughtered it, you're Chayiv. If you stole Klaim and sold it, you're also Chayiv. What's the answer? The price is just picking one out of the two. Really, you're chayev for the tvicha, you're chayev for the mechir, you're chayev for the mechir, you're chayev for the tvicha. And it's not a, a real proof anyway. The Gemara says, So this statement that says that if you stole a trefa and sold it is really authored by the Rabbanan, but according to Rav Shimon, you'd be potter. One last problem. The Gemara says, so you're telling me this is the Rabbanan shita. And the price does not read well. It says, Ganav Klaim Utvacha, Trefa Umachra. Put it together. Just say, Ganav Klaim Utrefa Umachra Chayev. According to the Rabbanon, Yechayev for the Tvicha, Yechayev for the Mechira, there's no difference. Rav Shimon is the one who, by, 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 by Trefa, gets, gets into the weeds of like, 
not chai for the tzvicha, maybe for the mechira, but, but according to the Rabbani, you're chai for everything. So just put it together. Why are you picking two different cases? Just put it all into one case. The Gemara says, According to the Rabbanon, it should be put together, and that is, it should say this, If you stole the klayim, if you stole klayim or a trefa, just say all. Well, why are you picking one? That's a kasha that we that we don't have an answer to. Okay, we'll end with this. Finish up. Um, okay, we said that if you stole and sold or slaughtered klayim, you're chayiv. Klayim is a crossbreed between a goat and a seh. So the Gemara says, wait a minute. The pasuk says seh. Why are we including klayim? The pasuk specifically says shar oiseh. It should exclude any other species. Rav Ashita is that any time the Torah specifies a specific animal, it's to exclude Klaim. So the Pasuk says, Se, so why are you including Klaim? It should exclude Klaim. The answer is, the word Oi includes Klaim. Lerabas is a Klaim. Okay, so if it just said the animals, I would exclude, but the word Oi is inclusive. So the Gemara says, Every time it says the word oi, it's including klayim. That's not true. The Pasuk is describing karbanos, and it says, Shar And it says on the eighth day, it should be roi for a karba. Shar It has the word oi, and we do not include klayim in that parsha. Every time it says the word oi, it's to include klayim. But the Pasuk regarding which animals are fit for a karban. Hatanya shar oi kesef oi ez, oi, it says oi, prat leklaim, excluding klaim. And the second oi is prat leninba, is to exclude, our earth scroll translates that as a mutant. What it means is, where an animal, where you have two, let's say like two shars have a baby, but the baby looks like a goat. They have no idea why that happens. Or two says have a baby, and the baby looks like a different species. So there's no, there's no crossbreed, it just looks not like any of the parents. So here's the problem. You're telling me the word oi is to include klayim, but over here the word oi is to exclude klayim. So the answer is, and we'll end with this, the answer is, it's based on context. The word oi can sometimes be inclusive of klayim and sometimes be exclusive of klayim. It just depends on the context of the Pasuk. How so? Regarding over here by the Pasuk, by theft, it says, shar oiseh. Now, shar and seh are two animals that you can't have, that you can't have, they can't crossbreed. You can't have a shar have a baby with a seh. So why do you need the word oi for? It must be to include klaim, because the, the, the animals themselves can't have klaim. Therefore, the word oi is to include. The Gemara says, You can't have a crossbreed between these two. So because you can't have a crossbreed, I don't need the posseh to exclude a crossbreed, because it's not possible. Therefore, oi is lerabos, it's to include. But Gabi Kachim, but by Kachim it says Kesafayes, Shara Kesafayes, a lamb and a goat can actually have a baby together. So because it's possible for them to crossbreed, the word oi is excluding. So if it's possible for it to happen, then the Torah is saying don't do it. If it's not possible and it has the same word, that's the Pasuk saying it's fine. So that's the Gemara is saying. It just depends on the context of the Pasuk. All right, we'll stop here. Shkayach, and I will uh, stay with you guys uh, for the next 10 days until we come back. Thank you, thank you, thank you.